Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Candace Washington. Thank you for being here, Candace. I'm super excited to share you with my audience. Oh, Susan, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a privilege to be with you today. Well, I know the first time we talked, it was like we'd known each other for 18 lifetimes. So (laughs) I think that my audience will get to know you well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Awesome. Well, Susan, I mean, we've spoken and and just in a nutshell about me, I'm a consultant, I'm a trainer, I'm a speaker, I'm an entrepreneur. But most importantly, I always say I represent and I stand for every emerging leader, especially those of color who are trying to navigate, lead and really thrive in the workplace. So I grew up on the west side of Chicago um, in a single family household. I am the eldest of three children. I am also a first generation college student. Um, and my mother was really big on education when we were growing up. And she worked really, really hard to make sure that we had the best education we could, even though we lived in a really challenging, divested community. And every day, like on the way out, on the way out the door from school, she would always say, you know, really stay focused. She always used to say, stay focused. And there was another thing she used to say where she would share, you know, although we live in this community, we don't have to be of the community. And that's something that always made me think because she wanted the best for us. um, And she wanted better for, for us than what we saw around our neighborhood every day. So I was told like so many other students, um, you know, from communities like mine to go to school, get good grades, get a good job. But Susan, nobody told me what to do when I got there, when I actually got into the workforce. So there were so many things I didn't know, like how to play to my strengths or build the type of relationships, really winning relationships that I needed to excel in my career. Um, and then I was really struggling to not navigate in the workplace and really also facing a lot of issues with microaggressions and environments where I found myself to be the only one that looked like me. Yeah. So I didn't have like the real world skills that really allowed me to contribute at my highest levels or really exceed experienced the success that I wanted. So at one point, I just ended up on the side of the road with my hands in my head, just crying uncontrollably one day saying, how did I get here? How the heck did I get here? Because I hadn't received in those early years the type of success that I expected, that I aspired to, that my mom and my family wanted for me, all because I didn't have the everyday real world interpersonal skills that I truly needed to navigate. So that was affecting me. That was affecting my organization's performance and growth as well. And I really watched other people around me excel while I was left behind. So after years of that, um, I really decided to like take control of my situation. And I used an an approach that truly allowed me to gain the consciousness, the consciousness and awareness that I needed to change the trajectory of my life. So after about 15 years, well, today I've, you know, spent about 15 years navigating my career as a leader in corporate nonprofit and higher education. But today I'm actually so happy to say that I am out here living my best life (laughs) as the founder and the successful um, leader of an organization called Pivotal Impact. So what we do- Let me ask you that. That's amazing. So first of all, 
it's I'm just going to get real here. Your story is different from mine. Your journey is different from mine. Mm. And only in that people um, of a different skin color were treated differently, right? So yeah. I'm like, you know, her mom was right. You do all those things, you get the good job. You, yeah. And then I did not experience some of the things that you mentioned. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting here going, that's so horrible. Why did she experience those? Why did I not experience those? Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. so I think you're amazing that you, you know, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually grew through all of that. And now you do what you do and you're very good at it. I know that. Thank um, you. Would this be where you are today? Would that be your proudest professional accomplishment? Oh my gosh. Um, it definitely is one of them, I would say. So the fact that I actually help organizations today build tools and cultures that help, you know, emerging leaders, um, like myself and, and others really, you know, accelerate their performance and then also um, help them build cultures that are going to help, you know, maintain, retain them within the, within their organizations. Like, I think I can say that one of my proudest professional accomplishment is really trusting myself and doing the work to lean in and understand where my true gifts and talents lie. And then, then trusting myself enough to resign from my former position and actually go out in the world in a spirit of service and serve this audience that I care about so much. Because what we do in our in our team is, you know, we're we're a team full of those who are diverse consultants who we always say we, you know, we are who we serve and we've lived the lessons we teach. So we wow. want to say that again. We are who we serve and we've lived the lessons that we teach. That's awesome. Yeah, we want to help those that are like us and are coming behind us in these organizations to really help them do what we call lead their ship. So it's a play on the term leadership, but we're helping wow. them to understand themselves, gain this certain level of consciousness and competence so that they can actually focus on a higher level of contribution and take command over their journey in their along their career. So that is very important to us to make sure that they're navigating a lot smarter, farther and faster than we did in, in organizations. Mm -hmm. uh, that sounds like an amazing journey. And you, you clearly are a mentor and you inspire others. Has someone been that to you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There is a, that's a really great question. There's been so many um, along my journey, but I will have to say, Susan, that there is one woman and she is a dear, dear friend today, but she started out as one of my first managers straight out of college. And her name is Lisa Shuckert. And she is an extraordinary exemplary leader. You know, the leaders that they talk about who, you know, we hear this term authentic leadership all the time now, right? And it wasn't always like the hot topic, you know, 15 years or 20 years ago. But I can say, looking back, she's always been authentic from like the way she approaches people, cares about people, the way she dresses, the way she shows up and leads by example. If she had not been, and she's still in my life today, inspire me, inspiring me even today along my journey. If she hadn't been around, I honestly don't know where I would be having navigated in the places that I were in, that I was in. 
That's amazing. That's so nice of you to to publicly give her a shout out. And that's why I asked that question. Yeah. We need to to lift and rise, right? Absolutely. That's the perfect segue um, to my next question, which is how do you think women could lift each other up? And and uh, clearly in what you do, you just said that the, the Lead Her Ship program or, or initiative is powerful. What yeah. is something that just anybody and everybody could do in big or small ways even? Well, you know, one of the things that come to mind for me is the ability to really listen to each other. I don't think we do enough of that um, in this world. We know as women, oftentimes we you know, have an issue with being heard and seen in some environments. And as women, we should make sure that we, you know, empower each other and lift each other up, um, you know, and push past those barriers. So listening to each other, I think, is key. And one of the things I've experienced along my journey that I really frown upon um, for other women is that there's, in some cases, this sense of people who have made it, And then when they make it or they're in a certain role or title, you know, within a certain um, organization, um, especially persons of color, they get comfortable being the only one at that level of success. And they they become a gatekeeper, but, but not necessarily open the door for other women that are to come, you know, and even other minorities that are to come. And I think that it's important and people do that because, you know, they're concerned about their reputation or, you know, their identity is in their title, but opening doors for other people, not that they're entitled to, but using your your power and your privilege to help others, I think is key in the world that we live in. I agree, I agree. And I'm gonna tell you, a lot of women become the men we've combated uh, when they get into those one or two spots at the top, instead yeah. of carving more space for other women, they hold, Absolutely. yeah, they hold on to that. Um, Absolutely. Let me ask you, what was your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? That's a really good question. We, we have so many hurdles in life, right? Um, <laughs> I would have to say that, again, just, just throughout life, I think that my lack of consciousness um, and competence in, in, in different areas definitely held me back because we don't know what we don't know, right? We hear that term a lot, but it's true more than ever um, that the biggest thing is that if we don't have, if we don't take the time to be self-aware, to understand where our innate talents and strengths lie, we waste a lot of time and energy in places that were never meant for us to be there. And so I think that for me, I would say that's one of the things, you know, just the lack of consciousness and self-awareness helped me back. And then just making sure that our mindset is right. You know, I, I grew up around a lot, you know, and, and saw a lot that made me felt like, made me feel like I wasn't enough, you know? And when I would be involved or in different initiatives or even in corporate America, sometimes I would feel like I just should be so grateful, you know, to be there. And I had to take the, the approach that, hey, I, I earned my right to be here. I'm worthy of being here. You know, I, I, and it's a mindset thing. It's a shift that you have to have to know that you're in the right place for a reason. And so your self-worth is, is valuable. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think that's the hardest part for some women, um, especially young girls, um, which is why we need to tell them love yourself so that love yourself love you too. yeah absolutely absolutely what, 
tell me something surprising about you that even your own circle may or may not know. <laughs> um, that's a good one. Um, I think that I have to say this. So when people meet me, they always, one of the first things people will tell you about is like, oh, they like, you know, they, they speak about my energy. I think I bring um, a lot of joy and, and energy into a room. I'm always happy-go-lucky. I, I, I like being, um, I like making other, others feel good. And, and it makes me feel good too. But, I love so, that about you. Thank you. Thank you. And people naturally think that I am an extrovert, naturally, hands down, they will always guess that. But I am such an introvert in so many ways. So I think that that is the most surprising thing. Some people know that about me. Um, I live alone. I love living alone, love <laughs> living alone <laughs> and so much. And because it allows me to just wind down, focus on self-care sometimes, rejuvenate, you know, because a lot of time as women and in the roles that we play, particularly in a role that I have where, you know, we're always teaching, we're always training, speaking, advising. We have to be on, 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 on all the time. So, um, but the introvert part of me loves to rejuvenate, refresh, and then go back out there and, you know, share, share my energy with the world. I love your energy. And I would, I would have thought you were an extrovert too. But when we had our conversation before, I realized, you know, she's an introvert and she needs to re, uh, refuel. Ah. Yeah, I could tell. So, yeah. Well, listen, Candace. Today, I'm going to ask what we call the wild card question. Are you game? Ooh, I'm super game. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Let me see. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna okay. pull from my box of 144 questions. 144. Okay. <laughs> Here's your question. Uh -huh. What is the one thing you want people to remember about you? Oh wow. Oh, wow. So let's see if I, if I, like, if I leave this earth or just the one thing, if I walk out of a room, you know, let's say, let's say you walk out of a room, you leave a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it you want people to remember about you? Well, I think that, um, I'd have to go with my energy. I yeah. feel like, I feel like I get, you know, this is probably the first time I've ever just mentioned that out loud, how people mention my energy. Um, so I'm taking more notice to the things that people notice about me. So say that it would be my energy because I consistently hear that even in the, in the, re the remote world that we're in right now, um, I've had so many people call me out on my energy and give me great feedback on that. Um, even, you know, facilitating or just communicating in meetings. Um, so I like to be memorable in that way. I think that that would be the, uh, there are several amazing key takeaways from our first visit, but the fact that our 30 minutes went into an hour because I wanted to talk to you more, that is indicative of how you're like quicksand. You draw oh. people in. <laughs> I love that. I'm smiling from ear to ear. My cheeks hurt now. <laughs> <laughs> you're really, really engaging and you're, you know, very enthusiastic. I love that kind of energy. I think that oh. 
that is what we need more of, right? So you're definitely yeah. bigger and not Eeyore. <laughs> Thank you. And Susan, you bring great, amazing energy. Yeah, when we first connected, I was just like amazed. I was just drawn in just the same. I just, Aww. this is just has been a magical connection. So thank you oh, for your energy. Oh, what a energy. great word. I agree, yeah. a magical connection. Yes. Well, let me tell you, um, Folks, I adore this woman. The work that she does is so it's all it's for good, right? You know, you yes. when you when you know better, you do better. She does Absolutely. great. She does great work. So I would ask you to share with the audience how can they reach you if they want to reach you? Absolutely. So um, definitely um, most of the time organizations will contact us and reach out to us uh, via our website, which is pivotalimpactlearning.com. Um, you can also find us on LinkedIn at Pivotal Impact um, for our business page. And we're also on IG and Facebook as well, which, which is at the same tag at Pivotal Impact. Perfect. I'll put all this in the blog that I write about you. So folks, awesome. look for this. I'll have it up on my website and on LinkedIn and I'll tag you, Candace, Thank within you. about a week, maybe, maybe a week and a half. Okay. Awesome. awesome. All right, folks. Thank you for listening in. And Candace, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone who, who's listening in as well. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good one.